0: was lost in sin, but Jesus took me in, and then a little light from heaven filled my soul. It laid my heart in love, and broke my name above, and just a little talk with Jesus. our pain is strong. with Jesus clears the way Now let us have a little talk with Jesus Let us tell him all about our troubles He will hear our faintest cry and fears. My eyes be filled with tears, but Jesus is a friend who watches day and night. I go to Him in prayer. He knows my every care, and just a little talk with Jesus makes Him cry. Now let's have a little talk with Jesus. Let's tell Him all Hear our faintest cry, He will answer,
1: answer by and by. And
0: by. And when you feel the little prayer, turn turn you know a turning, then you, you know little fire is burning. You, you will find a little talk with Jesus. Makes it right. It right. Amen. I am reading a book, <laughs> yeah, and I can still read, by the way <laughs> About The way to pray, and I'm going to tell you a little bit something about it, and I may even have a series on this maybe on a Wednesday night once I get into this book. I got it last night at our pastor's meeting, and in the first chapter that I've read, it talks about why we struggle when we pray. And I know everybody in here does that, and if you're honest with you, you'll raise your hand because I do it myself. We don't pray because it gets boring, because we we pray the same prayer, or not that we don't mean it, uh, and, and for like tonight for a prayer request, we ask the same prayer request, and it becomes boring, and it's, and one of the things that pointed out that really got my attention, and it really locked me in was, it's sort of like that nighttime prayer that our children praise every night. Uh, now I lay me down to sleep, I pray the Lord my soul to keep, and it talked about where it's girl recorded that prayer and still praying every night she would just play that recording and she thought that was good enough and see that's where we want to stay away from so as I get into this book I, I, it tells us about when our prayer becomes boring we think that we're not worthy enough to pray and it gets us down and gets us in a place to where we don't pray no more we feel like we're unchristian because we don't pray. Listen, uh, if you don't pray like you're supposed to, that don't make you any less of a Christian. It's because most likely you're bored doing it because you say that same prayer over and over and over, and we all do it. And I've done it. Uh, so as we get into this, I'm going to try to do better, and I'm going to try to uh, to see what uh, the gentleman wrote this book, what he's got to show us, because uh, Brother Gary. Uh, 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 last night was telling us that he went through that book and he had had a Wednesday night uh, uh, series on that and, 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 and he said it really just church aside and the most of all it blessed him more than it did the church. So this is a helpful thing so uh, as I get into that I pray about, pray about the Lord will show me something. Tonight we're going to be in the 18th chapter of, of, of First Kings so if you've got your Bibles with you I'm not going to ask you to stand and we'll get right into this. Because uh, that's where he's got me, and I I got my notes rolled out, and right here they are: two words, highs and lows. And and brother Chris, that's the title of my message this evening: highs and lows. And in First Kings, uh, this in the 18th chapter, it talks about talks about Elijah, and it talks about his faith in God, and it talks about what God. Is going to do for him, because he sort of throwed his God out there as a opponent, if you would, of uh, the gods of Baal, if you would, and pretty much letting everybody know that his God was a whole lot higher than their God. Uh, now you're not going to get them to believe that. And that's why it's got to send this message this evening. So uh, uh, just stay seated where you are. I'm going will start reading in the 15th verse of the 18th chapter of the book of 1st James. And we're going to read several verses and get through this. And I may start a Sunday night Bible study in James. I may go back to the first chapter because there's a lot of good stories in, 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 in Kings. And and, uh, and as I got into this today and, and last night, uh, uh, I just, it just got me where I want to be. So it reads this way. It says, And Elijah said, As the Lord of hosts liveth before whom I stand, I will surely show myself to him today. So Obadiah went to meet Ahab and told him, and Ahab went to meet Elijah. And it came to pass when Ahab saw Elijah, and Ahab said unto him, Art thou he that troubleth Israel? He wanted to know uh, if he was the one that was stirring up all this commotion, if you would. We can use that word commotion. We That's something we use in our vocabulary. Uh, it may not be a right word, but it's a good word we use. Uh, so he's stirring up a lot of commotion, uh, telling the people of Israel that, listen, uh, he, the God that he serves yet today is still the high, mighty God. Uh, there's none, no higher. And even though there's different types of gods out there, that different people uh, that worships, uh, uh, they are second to his God. So he was stirring up quite a Uh, commotion again if you would and he said and he answered he says i have not troubled israel but thou and thy father's house in that ye have forsaken the commandments of the lord and thou hast followed balaam they were worshiping the gods of balaam now listen we can turn all this around here tonight and we can look at our own society in our own day and time and we can look at the gods brother scott that we worship Now, you understand the gods of Balaam was no different than anything that we wouldn't worship in our today's time. For instance, take the cell phones. Do you have any idea how our children today worship that? Do you know how many people today cannot wake up of the morning and cannot go to bed in the evening without worshiping that phone? They, when they reach for something, what do they reach for? They reach for that phone. If they're been asleep, when they wake up, when, when we, I know Brother out there, that actor, he was worried about his hair being messed up all the time. That's the first thing he done. But the kids today, the first thing they reach for is that phone. A God that they worship, and pray tell most of us in here also put above our Father in heaven. One reason I got off Facebook. You want to know why I got off Facebook? I was giving it more attention than I needed to. I, 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 never got, I didn't get into it with anybody. I had no arguments with anybody. I just. I, and I, I. talked to Tim about this for months ago. And I said, Tim, when I get back from the Philippines, I'm going to make this move. And, and I would have made it sooner if I hadn't got sick. And, but... Cam and I was unable to have any time together. But I was worshiping something that didn't meet the things I needed to be worshiping. Stuff I needed to be spending time with. So, if today, if, if our gods or our generation's gods is a cell phone, no different than it was in Elijah's time. That's what they worshiped. Because they didn't worship the high and mighty God. They, they, just, they were like Nebuchadnezzar. We all remember the, when we went through that. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar refused to worship Daniel's God. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And, and, and he had to throw them in the fiery furnace. And then Darius had to throw uh, Daniel into the lion's den before they could all understand that, listen, this God that Daniel serves, he's the real deal. Uh, now listen, uh, he needs to be my God because it may be a time in my life that I may get in trouble uh, and they might want to put me in a fiery furnace. <laughs> and, oh, I tell you, I want to get out of that if I can, Uh, or maybe I might fall into a lion's den if I was to do that, uh, I need to call upon the name of the Lord, Uh, he may get me out of that, so that's the man that I need to be worshiping. But people's desires is a little bit different than what they need to be, and Elijah knew that, Elijah knew that people was concerned with too much other stuff in the world besides what they needed to, and worshiping other things different than the things they needed to be worshiping. So was Elijah stirring up a commotion? You better know he was, because these things big fixing to happen. So it says, Now therefore send and gather to me all Israel unto Mount Carmel, and the prophets of Baal, 450, and the prophets of the grooms, in other words of Jezebel, uh, 400, which eat at Jezebel's table. So Ahab went out to the children of Israel and gathered the prophets together into Mount Carmel. And Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long hath you between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if it's Baal, follow him. Listen. But scripture tells us don't stand on top of the fence. We either, don't be hot or cold. And uh, What's up? scripture tells us? He'll spew us out if we're hot or cold. we got to be one of the two. Uh, don't do one day one thing, another day another thing, because you cannot set anything in motion if indeed you are worshiping different gods. Ain't that what we're doing today, uh, our, our society in this world? Uh, one day we'll go to church on a Sunday morning and we'll worship Heavenly Father, but, but you get out into the workplace uh, and you fall right back, pray into the things that goes on in your work place, and you don't know how to act, and you don't know how to act towards anything that's going on, but you go right back to church on a Sunday morning, and you'll worship God in heaven, expecting Him maybe to forgive you of worshiping different gods. No different today, church. Listen, because our gods look a little bit different than their gods, they're still gods that we worship. Things that supersedes the thing we need to be worshiping which is Christ Jesus our Lord. The, the one we need to be putting our trust and faith in, the one that give us our salvation. We were able to obtain it by accepting him into our life and asking him to repent and let us repent and forgive our sins. The best pastor that had ever lived in this whole wide world, the only one, and you are not getting no argument from nobody in this whole wide world, Brother Clarence and Brother Chris and anybody else who's tried to preach here these days, they'll tell you without a shadow of a doubt the best pastor that ever walked this earth was John the Baptist. Scripture tells you he was. Jesus said he's the best of none. And we are not denying what the Lord said. So here's Elijah. And he told us, listen, if you're going to follow God, follow him. If you're going to follow Baal, follow him. And the people answered him, not a word. And so I looked at him like a cow uh, trying to get milked, you know. <laughs> then said Elijah unto the people, I, even I only, remain a prophet of the Lord, but Baal's prophets are 450 men. And they would already destroyed all of the prophets from Elijah, around Elijah. He was the only one to lay off. Now, get this. And Baal had 450. Now, that's not too good of odds, Clarence. <laughs> I mean, 451. I'm going with the 450, I'll just be honest with you. <laughs> and we'll just use that other one as a sacrifice. How's that? So let them, therefore, give us two bullocks. And let them choose one bullock for themselves and cut it into pieces and lay, and lay it on wood and put no fire in under it. And I will dress the other bullock and lay it on wood and put no fire under it. And then I'll call ye upon the name of your gods and I will call on the name of, my, of the Lord and the God that answers by fire. And let the God and all the people answer and say, It is well spoken. In other words, you call on your God and I'm going to call on my God and we're going to see who answers our prayers. Amen. And that's how it should be. I mean, you've got to give everybody an equal opportunity. Are we in an equal opportunity world today in our workplace and stuff? I mean, listen, uh, we have to put people to work just because of they're in the, uh, they're not, uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? A, uh, minority, if you would. So we live in an equal opportunity world. So Elijah said unto the prophets of Baal, Choose you one bullock for yourselves and dress it first, for you are many, and you call on the name of your gods and put no fire under. And they took the bullock which was given them, and they dressed it, and they called on the name of Baal from morning, evening, and until noon, saying, Oh Baal, hear us. Ain't no voice. The Bible says, But there was no voice, nothing there. nor in they that answered. And they leaped upon the altar which was made. Now here's the good part. Here's what Keith would have done. <laughs> said, uh, And it came to pass at noon that Elijah mocked him, made fun of him, and said, Cry loud. Maybe you just ain't yelling loud enough. Scream at your God. Maybe he just can't hear you. And he says, For he is a God. Amen? He said either he's talking with somebody and he ain't got time to hear you or just can't pay attention or he is pursuing something that's a whole lot bigger than what you've got to do here today or maybe he's on a journey. Maybe he's not home. Amen. How many times have you prayed to God he's never been at home uh, and I know there better not be no hands come up or I'm going to throw stuff at you. Amen. Uh, I'm going to grab a songbook and hit you with it. Every time we pray to our God in heaven he's always been there. Yeah. Always been there. Always been there. But poor Bill's God must have been on a journey, according to Elijah. He wasn't home. Wouldn't it be nice if it had a cell phone with that device and you could put that tracker on him where you could follow people where they're at? You could, All you got to do is look on your phone and see what. They, they, well, here he is, right? They say that he, uh oh, he's in Samaria. That ain't a good place. <laughs> or maybe, or pre adventure, he's asleep. <laughs> that happens. Man, has been asleep several times on a Sunday evening and it's not made it up in enough time because she was asleep. So God sleep too. God us sleepest, so you know what God does if a goddess does. Yeah. And man, maybe he needs to be awake. And you can better imagine how aggravated people were getting because Elijah was making fun of them. See, Elijah was on that high, Brother Chris, I was talking about in the title of my message. He was, on, he was riding a high because he knew what his God could do. He knew the God that served Daniel was the same God that served him and would be there in his time and trouble. He knew that. And if he stood steadfast in his faith and believed that God would come through when he was making his prayer request to him, that he had nothing to worry about. Shadrach meshach and Bendigo had nothing to worry about Daniel didn't have words to worry about and I promise you you to hear tonight church Elijah had nothing to worry about either and so they cried aloud and cut themselves after the manner with knives and, and lancets in other words swords till the blood gushed upon him they didn't have done something to them people because their God wouldn't answer him because they started cutting herself you got pretty I got pretty serious to be honest with you Let's take it to a little bit of a stream. When we were in the Philippines, Chris and I, we were there during Holy Week this last time, and we seen people in the streets uh, that had no shirt on, and they were depicting uh, whipping their backs with some sort of cat-of-nine-tails or whatever, but what they would do, they would slice their back with razors, somebody would, and they would pour alcohol or water on it to get it bloody, and they would walk down the street and do this, and there were several people doing that, and they were protecting uh, them that were whipping Christ. And we asked Mon Phillips, Mon, why, why do they do that? He said, well, he uh, said, you got to understand, most of them people's doing that is drunk. <laughs> they, they get lit before they do that because they couldn't do it if they were sober. What he told us, Brother Chris. and uh, But it was amazing because that was a ritual they went through. got this was a Catholic Inglacious organization. A little bit different than Catholics up here, but it was still of that faith. And, and they would whip their sails, and they would do marches and stuff. we seen a lot of stuff that are during Holy Week. So I guess if it's all right for them predicting predict the Lord being whipped and beaten, I guess they want to cut their sails more power to them. <laughs> And said it came to pass the midday was passed, and they prophesied until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice was neither neither voice nor in the answer nor any that regarded. In other words, nobody showed up to the dance. All you had was an altar with dry wood on it, and a bullock that was cut in a lot of pieces that was laying there. Uncooked, unnothing. Now you people that like share a steak raw, you would fit right in place right there. Bean time was ready. It was time to eat. So, and Elijah said to all the people, Come near unto me, and all the people that came near unto him. And he required the altar and the Lord that had broken down. And Elijah took 12 stones, according to the number of tribes of the sons of Jacob, and to whom the sword of the Lord came, saying, Israel shall be thy name and with the stones he built an altar in the name of the lord and he made a trench around the altar and a grate as would contain two measures of seed and he and he put the wood in the in the order and cut the bullock in pieces and laid him on the wood and said fill four barrels with water and pour it on the burnt sacrifice and on the wood and he said do it the second time and they did it the second time. And he said, Do it the third time. They did it the third time. And the water ran round right about the altar, and he filled the trench also with water. And it came to pass at that time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God of Israel. In other words, it's time to show he's Yahoo's, who's, whose God is. My time. We're going to see if my bullet gets cooked. And that I am thy servant, and that I have done all these things in thy word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that thou art the Lord God, and thou hast turned their heart back again. In other words, convince these people that you are God in heaven. The God that created the universe, the God that created man, the God created everything, you are it. There are no other gods before you. You tell us in your commandments, don't ever put no other god before you. But we do. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the waters that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and said, The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. And Elijah said to them, Take the prophets of Baal and let not one of them escape. And they took them and they brought them down to the brook Kishon and slew them there. Elijah took his sword and slew all 450 of them. Right then and there, that was the price they paid for their false gods. Elijah was on a high. His God had answered his prayers. How did he know that? How did he know that God would come through for him at this time? Clarence, how did he know that? It had to be because of his faith. Now, listen, he, he couldn't have called God, said, listen, God, I've got something coming up here pretty soon, and 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 when this happens, I need you to be right up front with me, and, and when I give you the word go, you go. He couldn't do that. It was his faith. Now, what different faith did Elijah have than all of your faith here this evening? None. Our faith the same. It's our, What is faith, God? If faith is our belief, something that we believe in wholeheartedly, do you think that he could have went up against the prophets of Baal if he didn't have the heart and belief to know that, that God was going to come through for him? Because listen, most likely if it hadn't happened, it would have been sudden death for them. Without a doubt, they would have executed Elijah at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the Lord came through If you pray to him, earnestly and fervently, he'll come through for you too. Carolyn, I feel your pain, honey. Praying for your children, your grandchildren and stuff. I I, I wish there was some universal prayer that you could pray, but listen, there's not one. Just pray with your heart. And just talk to God and say, Listen, God, you know what's going on with my family. And I know I can't press this on them. But you can touch their hearts. And that's what it's going to take. It's going to have to take a touch from heaven. No matter who intervenes here, a touch from heaven's got to happen before it's going to happen. Now, some of them may come to church, but listen, it's not going to take. It's not going to take. It's got to be here. It happens in our family. I know when our son comes, it tickles me to death see him here, but I know if it takes. It don't take. And I, I can't make it take. He slew 450. And he showed them people what all the commotion was about. He showed them exactly who was a mighty God. That was his high. I'm going to read a little bit of the 19th verse, and I'm going to show you, the uh, 19th chapter, and I'm going to show you the low here right fast and we'll close. It says, And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done. And with all how he had slain, all the prophets with a sword. See, this is big news. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah, Saying, so let the gods do to me, and more also, and if I make not my life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. In other words, she has threatened Elijah's life. You do to me by this time tomorrow the same thing you did to my prophets. But if you don't, I'm going to kill you. And you're most likely, you're going to follow the same fate that my prophets did. Elijah just found his load. His faith failed him. His faith wavered because she because she was such a worthy adversary. She was evil. And I'm just going to tell you like it is. At that time, there was no more, no more eviler than she was. And Elijah knew that. And he was afraid of her. He was afraid of what she could do to him. So what does he do? He takes off running in the wilderness, just like all of us would have done. And he said he found a juniper tree. Amen. And he got down on his knee, on his, and sat down on his rear end, and, and put his head between his legs, and started praying. And he fell asleep. Yeah. He was hiding, just like we've probably done. Hell hath no fury than a woman's scorn. Yeah. <laughs> and that's means I've heard that before. <laughs> Here's what happened. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree and he requested for himself that he might die. He was hoping to die. How does it get so bad fast? I mean, one day he's on top of the world and the next day that old woman has got him scared running to death and listen, I feel his pain. I've been there, done that, got the t-shirt. But listen, why would you run like he did? And it's not enough now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am no better than my father's. And as he laid and slept under a juniper tree, behold, then an angel touched him and said unto him, Arise and eat. And he looked, and behold, there was a cake baked on the coals and a cruise of water at his head. And he did eat and drink, and he laid down again. And again the angel of the Lord came again the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat because the journey is too great for thee. So he did. That must have been some powerful cake because on that journey he was gone for 40 days and 40 nights without eating. That was some powerful cake for him to survive. Elijah was going through a low in his life after being on that high You know, that happens to us, don't it? Something good happens in our life, and we're just tickled pink, and we're just on fire for the Lord, and and we start going to church 19 times a week, and you pray 342 times a week, and just everything's just so good. Then all of a sudden, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Life gets hard and smacks you down on your face again, and you're in your low, just like Elijah was. So what do you want to do? You just want to die. We're going to get into this later on, but it tells us where he went into the mountains and he's hiding and the Lord appeared to him there. I asked what are you doing up here, man? What's wrong with you? Do you not know that I'll take care of you? Church, what's wrong with us all? Do you not know the Lord to take care of us? No matter what goes on in our lives. If we have a desire, talk to God about it. Have the faith that Elijah had when he built them altars. He got him through it. He was victorious in his belief. Don't fall prey to like he did when Jezebel chimed in and threatened his life because he was afraid of her. Yeah, she was a worthy adversary, scripture will tell you. She was evil, but she wasn't God. She might have thought she was yep. but she wouldn't when you're on your highs don't forget about your lows we've all yeah. we've all been there yeah. amen yeah. and when you're in your lows remember your highs right. don't let it get you down so bad that you just feel like dying listen your highs and lows is your mountain valleys if you breathe air from this earth, you're going to serve time on one of them two places. That's true. That's true. So don't forget what each one of them is. Humble yourself before God. What does he tell us in Matthew, one of the first Beatitudes? Blessed are the meek because they shall inherit the earth. Humble yourself in meekness. Right. If you do that, he tells us we can inherit the earth. Right. Let's stand, shall we? I told you it's going to be a little different, and I hope and pray that you sort of enjoyed it. Uh, I love getting in. When I got into this, I've mean, I seen something that the Lord wanted me to do, uh, and uh, and it, yeah, it wouldn't, might not be no rough preaching. <laughs> we got kids here, but it's the same message God wants us to tell each and every one of us. If you... Stay the course, God will be there with you, no matter how hard it is for us, because it's going to get hard, but it's going to get better also.